Hey, what's up, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of Keep Running with Kendra Stacy. Glad to have you guys back. I think sooner or later, I'm going to stop saying that I'm so grateful to have you guys here. Maybe when I become like super Hollywood, you know, an international rock star, honey, I'll, you know, not be humble anymore, get a big head and <laughs> no longer be grateful. But until then, I am so grateful to have you guys here. Um, I don't take it lightly that you all are still tuned into this podcast. And um, I took a little bit of a break to reconnect with my family and kind of get my head on straight. But we're back. We're back in, a, in effect. We're back here today. So um, I actually was going to take tonight off, but I am super wired. It is a Tuesday night right after um, the 4th of July weekend. And I have two interviews set up for tomorrow. Um, in addition to having to work my day job, I still have to do these interviews. The roles are internal, so I'm not going to be going to a new company. But still, um, I'm a little anxious and nervous and excited all at the same time. Um, you know, it's an underrated blessing, but I was thinking about this the other day. I haven't had to interview for a new position in years. You know, um, I've been up for different roles within the company. So maybe had a conversation or two with someone, but never like a formal interview invite, like what I've had now, like connecting with the talent acquisition team. I haven't had to do that in years. And um, I say it's an underrated blessing because I haven't um, had to leave the company that I'm at, right? For whatever reason, either that I resigned on my own or was let go, even throughout the pandemic like I still was able to maintain my job and so I haven't had to interview I really want to say since I got the job uh five years ago so um a blessing a blessing a blessing and um still though makes me very nervous for these interviews I have tomorrow and um so I'm big on talking to myself. I know it's, you know, some people think it, it indicates a certain little, you know, somebody's home, but the, the, what is it? The lights are on, but nobody's home, that kind of scenario. But to me, like, it's good to hear things out loud. I'm an external processor. So if it just runs in my head, it doesn't really feel right. So I have to say it out loud. And especially with interviewing, I try to like, think of questions they might give me and what my potential answers could be. Um, I'm not really a by the book, like script type of person. As you can see, <laughs> when you tune into all of these episodes, I don't really have a script. Um, I'm more of an off the cuff person, if you will. And I've noticed when I try to create scripts and kind of be by the book, my tongue fails me. Okay. It gets twisted, gets real twisted in there. And my words just don't flow the way they would if I didn't have a script. So, and for that reason, I'm a much better speaker than I am writer um, because it just flows out. So I say all that to say I was trying to like come up with answers to like typical interview questions that I could remember. And I didn't feel confident in my answers. Like for someone like me who typically can come up with an answer fairly quickly or um, how I say kind of fall on an answer where you just kind of 
let your mouth just go. And then as you're hearing yourself talk, you're like, oh yeah, that's it. Okay, 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 got it, got it, got it. And then you plug in and go from there. I have the gift of gab to do that. Um, but as I was like kind of prepping, I couldn't come up with anything. And so I started to feel less than confident in myself. And it reminded me um, of something I wanted to talk about on the podcast before, um, but just just brought it out. And it's that confidence is work, or at least confidence was work for me. Um, I remember growing up, like getting all the messages, especially like from the black women around me, like, baby, you got to love yourself. If you don't love yourself, ain't nobody else going to love you. You got to think you the best thing walking and talking, honey. And, you know, believing in yourself and all of that stuff. And just having that confidence and self-esteem was always kind of drilled into me to have. And I think with the way it was presented to me, I had assumed that I was going to hit confidence in myself organically right by like spontaneous combustion I would hit some age some moment some season of my life and boom have the confidence and you would just um you know walking like Mary J Blige honey down the street like just fine 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 Okay, it's late. <laughs> so that the, the ooh ain't hitting, but you get what I'm saying, right? Um, that I would just hit confidence and strut my stuff and just be that girl. And it did not happen for me. Um, you know, I kind of described it this way to my friends and even my therapist. And th- this is the best way I could come up with it. So I'm a really big personality, right? Like I'm a lot in person when you meet me I'm usually like cracking jokes got a big smile getting everybody hype life of the party Eh, eh, eh. um I don't have a problem with public speaking I don't have a problem with introducing myself and putting myself out there I'm still kind of struggling with shooting my shot when it comes to dating but (laughs) but in every other realm of possibility um I don't have a problem with putting myself out there And of course, you equate that with someone who is confident. You're confident in yourself if you can just public speak without issue. You're very confident in yourself if you will, you know, put yourself out there and be the life of the party, right? Tell all the jokes and do karaoke in front of a a crowd of people you don't know or something like that. So, right, to the world, I present very confident. Um, But this is how I describe it. I am very much so like, I don't know if you guys have ever watched this iconic movie called The Wiz. We don't recognize the other. (laughs) But if you've ever watched The Wiz um, with Diana Ross, Michael Jackson, and all the other legends and greats and icons who are part of that movie. But when you watch The Wiz, it's all about trying to follow this yellow brick road, you know, ease on down, ease on down, ease on down the road, right? And we're trying to get to The Wiz. And he's this great, powerful all-knowing he's the whiz and he lives in Oz like this is who we need to get to this is the man we need to see and it's all about the whiz right and dance sequences commence when you talk about the whiz and we just got to get to him for the solution to our problems and um he kind of built up this image of grandeur and it was lavish and extravagant and eleganza extravaganza honey um all of the things around the whiz but if you watch the movie 
spoiler alert, not that the movie is not like 20 something years old, but when you watch the movie, you know that once they go behind the curtain, the Wiz is just a man. This man being Richard Pryor. But the Wiz is just a man who really is scared himself and has built up this big image to keep people away, to keep people from peeling behind the curtain to see who he really is. And that's similar to what I did with my life is I built up this really great, big, amazing image of the Kendra Stacy, honey, um, and made it so big with such grandeur and opulence, honey, that people don't peel back the curtain and ever challenge me on like, girl, you ain't even confident, right? People don't ever come for me on that. And I've even gotten like, Kendra, you can be intimidating And in recent years, I've been doing like an inventory of like the space I take up when I come into different spaces and um, think I'm just like being fun and all that stuff. But it's somebody else's day. It's someone else's party. So um, with that whole taking up the space, I've recognized I've built this really great image of myself that's so big that people you know, don't delve deeper, don't challenge it. Um, But really, I've struggled with internal confidence, like true, true, true confidence in myself, and dealt with a lot of like, personal negative self-talk so I've said a lot of negative things about myself to myself. Um, And oftentimes, like, was moving so quickly with life that I didn't recognize and I didn't call it out. Um, And I can remember periods in particular where I was doing so much stuff and being so much Kendra Stacy to the world that I wasn't in tune with my real true self, right? I know recently there's a lot of conversations about like your representative versus your real self. And really, you know, me and my therapist kind of laugh because my representative is not that bad. Like my representative got me a pretty amazing life. Um, And I remember when I did this work, I was trying to like just totally get rid of the representative, totally get rid of Kendra Stacy, and totally be the complete opposite when really like there are elements of me in that kind of big personality, love to tell a joke, honey. I love laughing. I love talking. I love connecting with people. So that is elements of who I am. But the real true work I had to do with connecting to who I truly am. And so in that work came acknowledging that I struggle with being confident in myself Um, and how I oftentimes saw that show up was in my relationships be them with romantic partners or with family and even friends I oftentimes um, for example I was not the friend who would ever have a problem with anything right? Or ever the girlfriend that would have have a problem with anything. Ever the side chick, honey, who had a problem with anything. Never the the child that had a problem or the niece or anything like that. Like, no problems over here, okay? And the reason why is not that I never felt um, hurt by something someone said or I never felt disappointed or never made mistakes or never needed help. It was just that I had convinced myself that if I become a burden, if I become a problem, you'll stop loving me. You'll stop being in relationship with me. This will end, right? If I tell you, hey, I didn't like when you said that to me. Hey, I didn't like how this made me feel. Um, Or I need help with this. I need help with that. Can you give me this? Can you give me that? So, and 
to me, and this is just the work I did on myself, right? It may show up for you differently. It may mean something else for you. But for me, that came from me not being confident in the fact that I am loved and I am worthy just as I am, just being Kendra. And being in relationship with me means that we're going to have those moments, right? But you you still going to love me because I'm me. Hello. This is what I did. You get it? So um, that's how that all shaped up to to be for me. And so I had to do the work of understanding how do I build confidence, right? So I am a very much problem solution type of person. Um, I'm all cool with discussing issues, right? And it's still something I need to work on. Um, Like I always want to have solution resolution call to action like how do we just action item this on out right maybe it's my corporate training but how do I just you know put up into this let's let's benedict this with you know what we need to do what are our takeaways what next and so for me if I can acknowledge and have the awareness that I struggle with confidence how do I build said confidence um and to me, what I'm learning about this life, what I'm learning about who I am as a person is sometimes things are not just like this fluffy stuff, like mythical stuff that I've made it out to be where it just kind of happens. And don't get me wrong. I am a believer, you know, in Jesus Christ and the Holy Ghost and all of that. And I do believe in energies and all that and spiritual beings and baby, I believe it. Trust me. But as far as things are pertaining to like my mental health and my heart health and things like that, like I feel like you can do work, you can do things for that. And so when I acknowledge that I have a confidence problem, what do I do? What's next? Right. Um, so I look up articles on how to build confidence and that's all I was reading for a minute was what is confidence? What's the difference between confidence and self-esteem? Are they the same thing? Are they mutually exclusive? Um, do they overlap? You know, honey, Venn, Venn diagram it. Um, and then again, even like child wiki, how one, two, three steps to build confidence. And so the few things I picked up along the way are this. Um, I started doing things that, prove to myself that I could trust myself, that I could be confident in my abilities. And it wasn't a show. It wasn't a a test of anyone else but myself. So what I started doing was I would set a goal for myself, right? At the start of the day, that by the end of the day today, I want to do X, Y, Z thing. And by the end of the day, this needs to be done. Okay, Kendra, this is what we're going to do today. Got to get this done. And I would do whatever it took to make sure that I got that thing done that day because that is the goal I set for myself. And when I got it done, it showed me that I could trust myself with things, that I could get the job done, that I could be confident in my ability to make it happen, to meet a goal, to do this. And it, it started to rewire my own brain, right? So that then when I'm feeling some imposter syndrome, feeling like, you know, people are going to find out that you're 
you know, the little whiz behind the curtain, you're not the great, big opulent person, that it wouldn't feel like I was a fraud, right? Because that's me. Yeah, whatever. It's me. And I'm here and I'm doing the job. And hey, I'm not a fraud. I don't know everything, but I trust myself, right? I'm confident in me. I know that if I don't know the answer right now, baby, I'm gonna know the answer by tomorrow at the latest. It might be a few hours. Um, so I started doing that, just re rewiring my brain. Um, so I'm the type of person, I do believe that your brain or our brains are more powerful than we give them credit for. Um, so I kind of, I'm a 3am Google person. And so I started looking into like different, um, personality disorders and I'm the real name of the disorder is escaping me, but there was a movie about it, um, where there are folks who have like different personalities within their brain. So the person looks the same, of course, on the outside, but their like whole brain becomes a different person. Either, you know, they can control it or maybe they can't, but they can have like, you know, kind of the host person or the main person. And then these other folks, that show up and they can speak different languages, have different strengths, be different ages. And like, this is like real stuff. Right. And so that intrigues me because it, to me, it signals just how powerful your brain is. Do I want to go down that route? Absolutely not. But, um, I recognize like our brains are so powerful, you know, like you hear about the people who may have gone through a brain injury and then all of a sudden can like play the piano out of nowhere when they couldn't play it before, right? Or speak a language they never studied. And it just reminds me of how powerful our brains are. Um, And so with that, your brain can be rewired for something else. Um, Don't get me wrong, this is not to discount mental health disorders or mental health issues, but I do feel like I can rewire my brain to say that I am enough, that I am good enough, that I am qualified, that I am great as I am now, that I am confident in myself, that I can do great things, that I have done great things, right? And so the negative self-talk that I had is now rewired to be positive, Because there is no evidence of the negative. There is no evidence that I am not good at my job. Like literally no evidence. You could look at my performance reviews, honey, the receipts of that. I got emails, awards, recognitions, all the things, beloved. Okay, I'm good at my job. So rewire my brain to say that. And so I started building that confidence over time. Um, The other thing I started adding to build confidence in myself was once I got the one goal per day down, I started delving deeper into like my to-do list. And I realized like my to-do list took away from my confidence because it felt like I never get things done. I just have this long to-do list that I can never get to, that I can never complete. You know, I, my house is a mess. My laundry still isn't done. I was going to hang that picture. I still haven't done it. Like I'm just awful, awful, awful. Right. Because the to-do list I created was just like never ending. And I, Again, 
if you're like me, once you create those huge to-do lists, it's like, child, I'm I'm tired just reading that list. So I'm going to get something to eat and lay down and I'm going to try to come back to it um, and never come back to it. But I'm going to just go lay down for now. Um, and so what I started to do was, again, so I moved from that one goal. I got confident in the fact that I could accomplish one goal um, by the end of the day when I said so. So then it became okay, I'm going to do four, um, the article that I read at the time called them like power tasks. And, um, you can def- use whatever title you want, but it was okay. We, you, we know there's a huge to-do list, right? A whole bunch of stuff we could come up with that needs to get done. Let's come up with four things or decide on four things that we will do today that at the end of the day will make me feel like, whew, I did that. Okay. That if I just get these four things done, that will make for a bomb day. I did the darn thing. It's me. It's Kendra. Am am. Period. Okay. Those four things, and that though it's just those four. We're not gonna tack nothing else on the to do list. I'm gonna get those four power tasks done by the end of the day to make myself feel good. And literally, they can be anything, right? It could be you know, cha- watering my plant. Um doing my laundry, hanging the frame and sending that email that I said I was going to send a week ago. Okay. If I get those four things done or when I get those four things done, it's a turn up. Yes. Bow, bow, power task complete. Eh, eh. Right. Build confidence in myself. I get, I get the job done, honey. I done got four things done. Okay, so then you kind of feeling good about yourself, morale boosting, all of that stuff. It's like kicking in the endorphins and all that stuff. You feel me? And then boom, it's like, you know what? I did do four yesterday and I, I'm on number four right now. And child, it's only seven o'clock. I might sneak in number five. Okay. And then you start feeling good. Now you're doing five tasks. And it, all of a sudden that looming to-do list becomes like powerful that I'm getting getting the job done, honey, and boom, confidence boosted. So that, that it was those little things that kind of built my confidence in myself. Um, and then with when it came to relationships, kind of building my confidence in who I am in my relationships with my family and friends in particular, because that's really who I could experiment with. <laughs> um, I started to just express. Like, this hurt me. I didn't like this. When you said that, I didn't like how that made me feel. I don't like when you do that. Can you not do that no more? Right? Um, But started expressing that more. Started sharing more of my heart and more of my feelings with folks. And funny enough, a lot of my family and friends were like, girl, it's about time. We knew this was you. Hello. Welcome. We knew it. Um, And so that builds my confidence to say like no you can let people know that that hurt your feelings and they'll still be there they still love you um and then in those times when you know I tried it with a a guy I was talking to and it didn't work out right I told him how something made me feel and his response wasn't necessarily you know positive and it wasn't negative either. I would say it was indifferent and I didn't like that either. (laughs) Um, but being confident enough to say like, that's, and that's fine. And we will move along. Um, because, and this is something that I'll talk about later because I don't want to, um, 
go on much longer here, but when it came to love, I shifted and again, rewired my brain to have an abundance mindset, not a scarcity mindset. So I started to tell myself that I have yet to meet everyone that will love me. And what that means is that there are still some relationships that I haven't even uncovered yet, right? There are still some people I haven't met that are going to love me. And when you kind of have that abundance mindset and you're kind of looking around the corner for someone to, you know, who's going to love on you and that you're going to love on, it kind of makes you feel better about letting go of relationships that don't serve you, that don't feel good, right? That if I have a scarcity mindset, that means I have to hoard every relationship I have because I feel like I'll never love again, right? I'll never have another person in my life. But then you're holding on to toxic, terrible, awful relationships just for the sake of having them. And that's not the mindset I wanted to have. That's not the relationships I want to have. I want to have only the healthiest, only the happiest, only the most fruitful relationships. And so that means having an abundant mindset that even when one falls by the wayside, honey, I have yet to meet everyone who will love me. And I know that to be true, right? When I moved to South Florida, I moved here with no family, no friends five years ago. And the people that I know now, I did not know these people five years ago, but they love me. I love them back, right? They rock with me. I rock with them. They support me. I support them. And I did not know them. Right. So if I was in Connecticut with the same scarcity mindset, moving to South Florida, saying that, well, everybody that I knew in Connecticut is all I'll ever know. And they are the only people who will love me. I would have never built the relationships that I have here in South Florida. So, you know, I had to adopt the mindset that even with friendships, right, even with support, I've yet to meet everyone. Right. I think about uh, one of my closest friends here in South Florida. Her name is Angel. Hey, Angel. Um, This lady is my like homie. Like this is my dog. This friend. Okay, Love her down to the ground. And you would have thought I've known her my whole life and have not. Okay, Um, It hasn't even been the full five years that I lived in South Florida that I've known her. But if I would have had the mindset that I got all my, I have all my best friends, I, I have all my closest friends, <laughs> I have all my homegirls, right? I would have never been open to the possibility of meeting someone new who is like, dang, where you been? <laughs> so it's having that abundant mindset that we have yet to meet everyone who will love us, everyone who will support us and everyone that we will love and everyone that we will support. So with that, I am going to go back to prepping for these interviews in the morning. Um, If you're listening to this, before I have my interview, slang a prayer up for a real one. Um, If you're listening listening to this after my interviews, still slang a prayer up for a real one. You feel me? Um, Because a new job would really be nice. It was actually... um, it was a goal of mine for this year. So I'm really praying that this happens for me. It keeps happening for me. Um, a prophet said at my church this past week that this our season of decline is over. So baby, we on the up and up. Okay. It's up and it's stuck. You heard me. And, um, 
I'm praying the same for all of you that are listening to this podcast that your season of decline is over. That if you are experiencing loss, if you're experiencing no's, um, closed doors, if it's just not working out the way you imagine, that's over. That season of decline, of decrease, of lack, of insufficiency, of scarcity, that season is over. It's, it's done for us, period. This our season of increase, our season of incline, honey. Okay. Crank that thing up in Jesus' name. So thank you all so much for tuning in. I really appreciate you. I hope that this episode helped you out just a little bit. And um, we're continuing to get better and better with time. So until next time, I love you. There's nothing you can do about it. Keep running. <laughs>